Podcast Network Asia. You are tuned in to a very brand spanking new episode of the Class Clown Podcast. My name is Chino Liao. Thank you for joining me this week. For another special episode. Listen, guys. I always say special. Good. This episode is going to be great. Uh, and sometimes, let's be honest, it's not that great. <laughs> it's just I. It's just so-so. But this week, y'all, this week, I am not lying. I, In fact, I believe this episode is history-making. Because this week on the Class Clown Podcast... We have, for the very first time, a filmmaker whose movie is on Netflix. That is right. This week on the podcast, we are talking to the director behind the MMFF Best Picture winner, Sunday Beauty Queen, documentary filmmaker, Direct Baby Ruth Villarama. Now, I know I've had a lot of filmmakers on here and kulang na lang going for that movie pod, right? Which is like my secret passion in life. Movies are are my my frustration in the world, you know? Being uh, That is what I studied in school. But I feel like documentary filmmaking is different from narrative filmmaking, like well, movies that we watch kasi First of all, without special effects on documentary filmmaking. I mean, you know, ain't no CGI in this. They'll, you know, they, they, they don't have no green screens, no mocap, no no aliens, no wormholes. I mean, unless you're watching an ancient alien documentary, then, you know, good luck to you. But like this, it's a very grounded form of storytelling because it deals with the truth. And having to tell the truth in such an interesting and entertaining fashion has always fascinated me. So I was lucky enough to get a few minutes out of Direct Ruth's day as I asked her the process of designing this movie, of coming up with the idea for Sunday Beauty Queen, as well as her documentary filmmaking career. So without further ado, let's jump right into my episode with Direct Baby Ruth Villarama. Let's welcome on the podcast our esteemed guest. Now, first time na ako mag-guest ng may Netflix movie. Right, so this is really, really a treat here. Let's welcome Direct Baby Ruth Villarama on the Class Clown Podcast. Hi, Direct. Hi. Hi, Chino. Hi, everyone who are tuned in. Thanks for having me in your show in your podcast. This is great. Oh, thank you. Thank you din sa pagpayag kasi like I said, rare nag-interview na ako ng filmmakers dati pero hindi na ako nakapag-interview ng may Netflix movie. So Grabe na <laughs> what a what a treat, no? Uh kasi ako like we know each other from the uh workshop that I took under you, 'di ba? Sa TBA. So I'm sure the mga questions that tatanungin mo ko sayo are questions that you've heard before. But these are just questions about the world of documentary filmmaking. Since napakabago lang yung genre sa Pilipino eh, di ba? Parang hindi siya as exposed as say yung mga mainstream movies or kahit sa indie, di ba? Even in indie, wala masyadong documentaries na lumalabas. That get released in in the mask market, diba? So, tanong ko lang sa inyo direct, why did you choose to focus on documentaries? Uh, first of all, thank you for attending my class no. uh, in that workshop. I hope you learned something. Meron naman. So, meron actually. Kung yeah. walang pandemic ngayon, gumagawa natin ako ng documentary. Oh my God. No. Yeah. It was fun. I think we had two sessions. Am I yes, right? Yes, two sessions. Yeah. Yeah. Pagkasunod na weekends. Or sorry, Saturday and Sunday on one weekend. Yeah. 
Yeah, and yeah, I'm I'm glad that you attended that, and I'm happy that a lot of people are are getting interested to know more about you know documentary films and how to make documentary films. I personally chose to to make or to pursue that genre is because I don't know, I I want to learn more about the world. Um, when I was in grade school, uh, my school. Uh, screened this documentary film by Ditsi Carolino. It's called Minsan Lang Sila Bata. Okay. And at a young age, I was exposed uh, to a certain reality. And uh, syempre, di ba, when you're in school, uh, you're, you're somehow sheltered. Lalo yes. School. Uh, yun lang yung alam mo, nakakahon ka doon. And then when they screened that, that documentary, uh, para akong binuhusan ng malamig na tubig. And Um, syempre, di ba? You're, you're looking for a certain purpose in life. Uh, so, nagkaroon ako ng awakening at that time. And then, mahilig din ako manood ng mga National Geographic documentaries, uh, <laughs> yung mga animal. Mga nature. Mga nature. And then, di ba yung sa National Geographic, parang iba't ibang lugar yung nakikita mo. Eh, from di ako, I came from Baliwag, Bulacan. So, parang uh, television and watching documentaries became my window to understand and see the world uh, better. And it really ignited my curiosity. So parang doon nagsimula until um, I wanted to write and then I took up journalism kasi wala namang course na documentary filmmaking. Uh-huh. Diba? Uh, as an uh-huh. official course. So journalism uh, was the nearest course uh, at that time. So yun. Hanggang college pa lang ako, parang gusto ko lang gumawa ng documentaries. Kasi parang feeling ko, Uh, alam mo yung you wanna be part of you know uh, changing the world may ganun kang idealism right nung bata ka so feeling ko by making documentaries parang I can help people understand the world better like how it did to me when I was first exposed to it so parang ganun siya oh okay kasi ang dami din like first of all yung una mong document na nakita was very jarring di ba yung minsan lang sila bata was about child labor so medyo as a child, tas, bata ka na nga, pinanood mo pa yung ba- about child labor, syempre mag-stick talaga sa'yo yun, diba? Diba? So, parang, maano ka na, parang, why are they working at such a young age? Kasing edad, kasi I was 11, 12 uh, at the time, and then you don't understand why your life is so different from them, and why are they not eating properly, why are, are they, you know, um, half naked, carrying all these uh, diba? on their shoulder. So, ikaw parang, i- your life is suddenly put into a different perspective. Yes. So parang, ay parang, walang kwenta yung buhay ko. Wala <laughs> <laughs> akong ginawa, hindi kumain, matulog. Oh, may appreciate mo lang yung privilege mo, kumbaga, like yeah. where you're from, di ba? And ikaw, dahil nga din sa documentary na yun, you started on your own documentary journey. Pero yung documentaries nyo, ni Direct Chalk, you and Chalk's documentaries are very... Uh, wholesome, shall we say. Light-hearted. Hindi siya yung parang nakikita ng mga tao yun na like yung about uh, child labor or may napanadong documentary na I've only seen like a handful of Filipino documentaries and ang nagsistick out sa utak ko is yung sa inyo and yung tungkol dun sa Amerikanong may brothel sa, bo- sa Bohol which is also a documentary I saw just like, like two years ago maybe. Oh, so, parang, so medyo ang lawak din nung mundo ng documentary filmmaking. Eh, diba? It's not just one thing. Diba? And for people who are exposed to it, medyo jarring din siya. Diba? So, may mga, like, ikaw as a beginner documentary filmmaker till now, may mga misconceptions ka bang napasok when you entered it? Um, kasi nung, when I first entered the world of documentaries, parang there's a standard that stories need to be hard-hitting. Uh, and it's like an extension of the news that we're watching. Uh, so, para siyang naging ganun. Uh, things that, you know, uh, a certain one-minute news program or news piece uh, is not covering kasi nga because of the time limit, uh, in extension sa documentary. So, parang ganun yung definition when I got out of school. Uh, but I wanted people to appreciate documentary. And, Uh, similar din kasi yung distribution system niya. I mean, you, you screen it in cinemas, you screen it with people, and you know, the, the general audience are always looking for something uh, that can entertain them, that can make them feel good, 
that can inspire them. Um, and in-identify namin yung need, where can we sort of improve things uh, a little bit? And how can we promote empathy uh, to this country where people are losing hope uh, and are really in dire need of inspiration uh, at the moment? So that's why we deliberately made the decision to make like documentaries so people can appreciate it more and they can right. share with other people. So mas subtle, but yung impact is there because right. you know, we really want to achieve change. We cannot force them um, to swallow a certain perspective Aww. that's different from theirs. So we have to you know, allow ourselves to give that space for us to understand each other from different points of view. So ganun yung naging atake namin. I don't know if people really like it and I'm sure not all documentary filmmakers are are in agreement to the approach that we took. But if mas mahal ko kasi mahal ko kasi yung audience ko and okay. I mas mahalaga sa akin yung yon yung audience. Bahala na yung awards or whatever. Naman, I mean, I'm thankful for that, but mas priority ko yung impact ng documentary sa tao. Tsaka yung, yung bosses ng characters. Kasi kami mensahero lang naman kami. I mean, I'm just a messenger of my right. character's Uh-oh. story. So, mas gusto ko bida yung character. Right. Ganun siya. Right. Very well said. Kasi, di ba, yun nga, nasabi mo na bahal mo yung audience mo eh. So, ayaw mo panood sana lang yung mga barbaric murder <laughs> political espionage puno, diba? Ang dami pwedeng kasi diba majority ng documentaries kaya lalo na sa Netflix is all about pinatay niya si ganito, diba? Or may, may scandal na ganyan, diba? And sa inyo, breath of fresh air kasi it's about domestic helpers in in Hong Kong. So, paano yun yung in-approach yung um, subject na yan? Like, how did you pick the particular characters in your story na parang Uh, ikaw, feature ka namin sa documentary, ganyan. Gusto ko kwento mo sa amin yung buhay mo. How did that go about? Uh, it was an interesting process actually. Uh, we went there last 2013. We were promoting a different film uh, which is Jazz in Love. So that was my first independent documentary film. Uh, and wala talaga sa isip ko yon. But then, um, Ed Kabagnot, uh, one of our dear mentors, right. um, na naging pro pa din sa CSP. Really? Oh, yes. oh, such a great guy and funny guy. Oh, funny guy, yes. Very funny. <laughs> and very frank and honest about yes. his opinion. Nagpapanood siya sa amin ng uh, horror movies sa class niya para, para daw major kami sa mundo ng cinema. Oh, di ba? <laughs> so, uh, he, he invited us to go uh, to the Central Park kasi I guess mas kabisado na niya yung Hong Kong. Uh, with his seniority. So we went there and I was really shocked when I saw thousands, literally thousands of Filipinos on a Sunday uh, sprawled, you know, in, in the garden of Central. Oh. Doon, uh, nakaano sila, para may picnic or rally. Hindi ko nga maano. And then, syempre may subconscious longing ka kasi I never had the chance to meet my mom. Oh. Ang anak ko lang is yung um, nagtrabaho siya bilang domestic worker sa family ng dad ko and then they fell in love lumabas ako and he, she was let go uh, after um, I came out into the world so hindi ko siya nakilala so when I saw uh, those faces thousands of faces parang may kumurot sa wow okay sa akin na oh my god maybe you know my mom is is in one of you know this women right. Most of them are, are women, Filipino women. Yes. Parang, parang dinala yung Pilipinas sa Hong Kong. Ganun yung yeah. realization. And I was so naive, you know. Naririnig ko siya sa news, nababasa natin, di ba? Ang daming OFW stories. But being there and really knowing their stories, sitting with them, dining with them dun sa kalye, uh, mas mararamdaman mo sila eh. And um, sa atin, di ba, iba yung perspective natin about them. But sa kanila... Masaya sila eh. Kumbaga, uh-huh. they're celebrating their their freedom, their one day of freedom. And then they're raising funds to help fellow uh, OFWs na natanggalan ng trabaho. So when I heard about the beauty pageant as their charity event, as one of their charity events to raise funds, to provide for the shelter. Um, Siyempre, as a documentarian, parang you want to be part of that um, campaign? You want to be part of that advocacy? 
So sabi ko, how can I help? How can I be part of this? And then doon nagsimula yung conversation. Um, sinulat ko lang, parang I, I wrote a two-page um, na- story based dun sa interviews and research na nagawa namin. And then kinausap namin yung, we did our assignments, kinausap namin yung con- consular officer. Wow, oh, okay. So, but may, may proper channels kayo dinanan talaga? Yeah. Uh, Siyempre, sila iba rin yung opinion nila. Parang they're not in support of these events kasi parang nagiging way for other Filipinos to be abused by uh, loan sharks. Kasi yung iba, syempre, di ba, they want to feel good. So, uh, some of them are are um, lending funds, di ba, to uh-huh. gowns. So, yes, oo. Nasasanla nila yung mga passports. Uh, wow, okay, wow. So, problema siya sa um, consulate. Hong Kong. Oo. So, ganun. And then, nung napasok pa namin yung story much deeper, mas naintindihan namin. And then, we met Daddy Leo uh, through, you know, word of mouth. Na, ito, kausapin nyo to. And then through Daddy Leo, we met the, the candidates. Kumbaga, we respected uh, Daddy Leo's process of mounting right. the pageant. So, sinundan lang natin siya. Right. Okay. So, yun, di ba, sa pagsunod ng characters throughout your journey uh, in storytelling, syempre, nag-research kayo, di ba, as filmmakers. You do your research. You went through the proper channels. So, in in the process of doing your research, Nag-iba ba yung kwento nyo midpoint or at a certain point? And you had to change the approach to the story? Yeah, that's really a very good question. Definitely, nag-iba siya. Um, and that's one thing that you have to be when you're a documentary filmmaker. You have to keep an open mind. Kasi when you enter a story na meron ka ng preconceived uh, opinion about your characters, about the situation... hindi, kumbaga kung paano ka pumasok, ganun ka rin lalabas and ihuhulma mo lang yung story based sa opinion mo. But I decided to let go and, you know, just keep an open mind and respect kung ano yung opinion ni na Daddy Leo, ng mga characters. And we just captured, you know, um, their story, their their words, uh, and where they want to lead us. Um, so parang nagugulat na lang kami na pinapapasok na kami sa mga bahay nila. Sila yung humihingi ng permiso sa mga amo nila. So naging mas madali yung proseso kasi may respect dun sa characters. And we never treated them as you know as somebody lower than us. Uh, iniba namin yung angulo ng lente. Kumbaga, kami yung dayo, kami yung nakatingin right. sa nila. So parang kaya pag napansin nyo yung Um, visuals ng Sunday Beauty Queen. Laging looking up. Because, you know, we want them to be bigger than life. And kung gano'ng kalalaki yung mga buildings sa Hong Kong, gano'n din yung pagtingin natin sa kanila. So, parang naging subtle yun eh. Right. Uh, mga little approaches na right. work, I think. Yeah. Uh, Very well. Kasi, ayun, ang ganda din yung lead-in natin to this next question. Kasi sabi mo, di ba, you wanted to show Hong Kong as this large place so that people have large aspirations diba, sa mundo ng Hong Kong. So, sa inyo, as filmmakers, as documentary filmmakers at that, gano'ng ka, gano ka laki yung own point of view nyo dito sa pagkwento ng like facts? Diba? So, essentially, you're, you're showcasing facts um, in a narrative format. Diba? So, kayo, as storytellers, paano nyo nababalansa yun with like, your own style and the style that the documentary demands? Sa akin kasi a documentary is always a balance between information and sensation. Um, the subjects you know, can always give you the drama, uh, the you know, sob stories, and kirot yun eh. But of course, uh, as, as journalists, you also have to double check um, kung sino yung villain dun sa story. When, when your character is pointing to a certain uh, villain, syempre yung double check mo yun. Totoo ba talaga to? Uh, how difficult... Uh, was it for you uh, based on your experience? And then titignan mo, uh, nag, nagkataon lang na we uh, initially made a good connection with the Philippine government. So inalam din namin yung sitwasyon na I also want to understand why is this happening? You know, why is this phenomenon happening? And not just in Hong Kong, but in other cities around the world. We're talking about 10 million Filipino migrant workers in different places experiencing similar, if not worst, 
situations. And I want to understand as a filmmaker, bakit meron tayong vicious cycle na ganun. And I also want to look into uh, the truth kung general situation ba yun o isolated case. Kasi yung mga napapanood natin sa news, di ba, isolated case. Pero feeling natin, yun na yung general situation. Kasi right. when you're bombarded with, you know, sunod-sunod na isolated case, nagiging standard na siya sa pagiging OFW. So, I also want to investigate that um, through, you know, uh, yeah, talking to, to people and especially then yung mga, not just officials from the Philippine government but officials from other nations like Indonesia, Thailand, yung mga nabanggit nila na nagpapadala rin ng mga workers. Kailangan din natin i-check na how, right. how do you protect your workers um, as compared to how we protect our workers. Mm-hmm. So may ganun. And then you meet in the middle, um, doon mo determine ano ba yung purpose ng documentary film mo? Bakit mo siya ginawa? Parang ginawa, ginawa ko ba siya just to present a beauty pageant? Parang is that what it's all about? Uh, are we just empowering Filipino in this fleeting moment? Or do we try to engage with the system and you know try to change it, if not improve it for the better? Mm-hmm. So may ganong sundot. Kasi yun naman yun, at the end of the day, may problema para natin maayos together. Alright, with that, we'll jump into our first break of this episode. More with Direct Baby Ruth Villarama only here on Class Clown. More with the Class Clown podcast in a bit, but first, let me tell you about the many ways you can help this little podcast out of mine starting of course by shopping on Lazada that's right Lazada is having its biggest mid-year sale ang daming sale sa Lazada but we're not complaining especially if by shopping you can help the Class Clown podcast out how? it's very simple all you have to do is log on to podlink.co slash shk again podlink.co slash SHK that will lead you to your Lazada app and you can add to cart from there now for every successful add to cart and checkout that you do via that link I get a little something something to help out the Class Clown podcast now if you're after more important fares gusto nyo ng Alexa Echo Diba? Or in an Amazon Kindle. I think you know where we're going. That's right. Amazon is now also part of the link deals. If you or a friend from abroad want to get the latest things from Amazon and you want to shop more and smile more, as their current slogan says, then you can use my link, podlink.co slash S6O Again, the link podlink.co slash S6O That'll lead you to Amazon and again, for every successful add to cart and check out you do via that link, I get a little something something from Papa Jeff Bezos. Keep calling him Papa because I hope he'll adopt me one day even if I am 34. <laughs> but I got a little, little something something from him. It might fly me to space and from there, you can help the Class Clown podcast out. Now, if you have a podcast, if you yourself have a podcast, then you should be a member of Podmetrics. Podmetrics is the super easy, super fast way to monetize a podcast. You can track your podcast ranking on there, your listenership, how it's doing, and get yourself some sweet, sweet links like I have right now. All you have to do is sign up on podmetrics.com and use my referral code CLASSCLOWN. Again, the referral code is CLASSCLOWN, no spaces. If you are an advertiser and you want to work with me and you want me to murder the names of your products, (laughs) all you have to do is log on to podmetrics.com slash advertisers. Again, podmetrics.com slash advertisers but enough chit chat let's jump back in to this episode of the class found podcast
back on the Class Clown Podcast with Direct Baby Ruth Villarama, director of Sunday Beauty Queen. Um, I love the documentary. I, I don't know if nasabi ko sa inyo yan before, but I, I, I loved it because it was such a different approach to how documentary films are made. So, dahil nga before the break, nasabi nyo na you did your research dun sa mga bagay-bagay na mali, nangyayari, di ba? Na-encounter nyo din yan, yung instances of abuse and mistreatment of uh, migrant workers, di ba? Lalo na mga Filipino migrant workers. So, ano nyo na lalayo yung, yung... Kasi yung story nyo, I don't know if this is offensive, pero napaka-wholesome niya, di ba? Like, napaka-beautiful niyang kwento, eh, di ba? Siyempre din sa mundo na yan, may negative din. Pero nalayo nyo siya doon eh. So was it hard to do na hindi magpadala doon sa negative aspects? Um, kailangan mo lang desisyonan na uh, ilalayo mo siya doon. And you have to think about the big picture. I mean, I don't want to romanticize things. Um, na everything is, you know, rosy and pink in their lives. Uh, but there's always a way for people to grasp what they are telling you without, you know, um, drowning them with misery. Um, sabi ko nga kanina, di ba? Kailangan balance lang. Parang ano yan eh, di ba? Parang nag-offer ka ng product. Kasi the customers, you have to empower your customers for for your audience, you know, to to sort of, you know, get interested about what you're offering to them. So, bibigyan sila ng chocolate. And then inside the chocolate, nandun yung medicine. Kasi if you give them the medicine agad, and then sila parang, ano yan? Parang wait lang, I have to consult my doctor kung pwede ba sa akin yan. Um, so, eh, meron tayong sakit ng pagkalimot at meron tayong sakit sa kultura natin. Na we always adhere to what's popular, to who's sikat, who's mayaman. Medyo allergic ako doon eh, na you know, we give certain respect to people of influence and power and wealth. Pero pagdating sa mga disadvantage at mga nangangailangan, parang iba yung pagtingin natin. And yun yung galit ako sa sistema natin. May kultura tayong ganun eh. So gusto ko siyang mabago. Um, so yun. Uh, pero ayoko din namang iba to yun ng ganun-ganun. So kailangan pag-aralan. How do we encourage people to be kinder to each other? Kahit katulong yan, uh, kahit ganito lang ang trabaho nila sa paningin ng marami, Pero mas meron sila eh. Kesa sa marami sa atin, mas masaya sila eh. So, medyo ni-reverse psychology ko yon And kung sa tingin ng iba wholesome, um, sinadya ko rin yun para yung mga families, yung mga bata na may mga yaya, uh, itreat nilang tama yung mga yaya nila sa bahay pag napanood nila itong pelikula na to. Right, tama. Kasi ako, nung pinanood ko siya sa sinehan, all those years ago, nag, as in, nagpunta ako, nag-marathon ako ng, ito yung year na ang daming indies na kinuha ng MMFF, di ba? So, nag-marathon yeah. ako ng MMFF movies, which I've never done before. Oh and my you just, you know, One or two, di ba? Tapos hindi pa yun yung mga ending kabusote, part 50. Mano po, part 600, di ba? Hindi pa yun eh. Pinapanag ko pa yung mga lesser noon. MMFF movies eh. Yung mga anak ni Baby Ama. Yung mga ganun eh. Diba? So, yung sa inyo was, was very surreal kasi una-una documentary siya in the biggest film festival in the country. Diba? Na million-million ang nanonood. And pangalawa, it's a documentary about domestic helpers. Diba? So, dun sa paggawa nitong documentary na to, did you guys uh foresee the the levels na mararating niya na makita niyo ba na ay na, nakuha na to sa international appeals and what or was it just because gusto niyo gusto niyo gumawa ng documentary gusto niyo yung kwento na, na, na bring up nito yeah I'd go for the latter kasi when you're doing a documentary you cannot really measure the impact while you're doing it and you cannot really say na ay pang kanto pang MMFF so <laughs> you can't because you know you're dealing with non-actors you're dealing with reality here yes. um, ang hirap mangako na ay hindi papasok ito sa MMFF ay what if hindi natapos what if yung character mo hindi ready hindi pumayag I mean there's so many variables that you know you cannot yeah. control um, sabi nga nila diba God is the ultimate director when you're doing a documentary so you will just 
pray that the stars will align and do your best, you know, to capture moments na sa tingin mo um, kayang itawid yung message na gusto mong sabihin. Um, so, ganun lang yung plano. And of course, um, plan initially where, you know, what is the best platform for people to watch it. So, nung medyo nasa post-production na kami, dun na nag-isip actually. Nung natapos na yung shoot at nag-i-edit na, dun na pinag-isipan na sino bang, paano mapapanood to ng mga kamag-anak ng mga OFWs na nasa Pilipinas? Kasi yun yung main target audience ng film talaga. Uh, more than the international audience. Kasama na rin yun kasi nga we, sa, sa dami ng mga employers uh, abroad. So, kasama yun sa ano. But number one are the relatives of the characters and uh, families of yeah, uh, the 10 million OFWs. Ganun lang muna. So, nung inisipan namin, we, we approached mga uh, OFW groups here in the Philippines. And then, yung producer ko, dun niya naisip yung platform. San ba nanonood ng sina yung mga kamag-anak? Yung ma- and these are the masa. The, mm. the and MMFF yung yes. best platform. Kung baga, hindi dahil sa, ay gusto natin mag-commercial or what. Yun talaga yung platform kung saan sila nanonood. And Pasko pa. When we talk about Christmas, a lot of our kababayans are going home. So, kaya naglagay tayo ng billboard sa airport na para sa kanila itong pelikula na to. Uh, and we want to celebrate them as the modern day heroes. Uh, na lagi natin sinasabi, pero sa, para sa kanila walang halaga pala yun. Parang bayanin yung nga kaming tinatawag, pero yung red tape tsaka bureaucracy na nararanasan namin. At sa dami ng binabayaran nila, wow. pagka-uwi sila, parang bayani ba yun? Or, oh. or pinag Peperahan nyo lang kami. Parang ano lang siya. Uh, it's all about a marketing thing. Uh-oh. It's time. Parang, let's, let's really celebrate them. Kasi uh-huh. let them feel like they're queens. Kahit, you know, pansamantala lang itong Pasko na to. So, ganun yung naging campaign. And then, hanggang sa lumaki na siya, na pinag-brainstorma na, teka, hindi lang naman to pang OFWs eh. Na everybody who's undergoing something, everybody deserves to wear a crown. So we launched the Invisible Crown campaign. So doon na pumasok yung mga yan, yung mga marketing team, hmm. mga experts, mga, marami naman tayong friends na yeah. uh, nag-volunteer tumulong. Kaya yun na naging ganoon siya, lumaki nang lumaki yung yung audience ng film. But it was difficult for us kasi 18 lang yung cinemas na binigay sa atin. Hmm. And Kumbaga, syempre, you want you know many people to to watch it but you don't have that much outlets so uh, but until we won the best picture dun lumaki bumalik ulit yung yung numbers of cinemas tumaas yung confidence nyo for there i'm sure uh, medyo nabigyan ng pag-asa na wow baka dumami na yung sinihan so marami nang makakapanood yes. and now so, we're given the opportunity to share it to more people uh, because of this new platform. That oh, hindi lang siya, uh, hindi lang siya sa Philippines, diba? Pwede pa siya panoorin outside of the Philippines. Yes. Diba? So it's like a, a wider market. So tanong ko lang direct, are you still in touch with your uh, subject still now? Nakakausap mong bumbo sila? Oh. Okay. So, one, so thing you're... Really, one thing I'm really proud about is lahat ng characters, ng subjects ko, naging kaibigan ko sila. Wow. Parang okay. family. Kasi nga, uh, we celebrated them hindi natin sila inexpose na malalagay sila sa alanganin. Yes. Um, so hanggang ngayon, kung may kailangan sila or kami, uh, MJ is now in the US, uh, magiging American citizen. Wow, na siya. Diba? Na-engage siya, diba? Uh, uh, she's now engaged with an American. Daddy Leo is now a manager. Yung wow. Yung manager. So ngayon, uh, hinire siya ng isang employment agency sa Hong Kong who gives jobs sa mga na- nawawala ng trabaho. Oh, wow. Okay. So, natupad niya yung pangarap niya. And I think, uh, if if I'm not mistaken, nasabi lang sa akin ito ng taga-DFA, she's the first Filipino na nabigyan ng resident visa sa Hong oh, Kong. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I didn't see the document, but somebody from DFA mentioned it to us. So, parang kami, wow. 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 Oh, oh, wow. So, wow. So, wow. So, big deal doon. So, do you did they tell you what they thought of the movie nung dobasto did they get to see it did they were they appreciative of the story they were the first to to see the film ah, okay okay 
Uh, we made sure na mapanood muna nila bago natin ilabas. Okay. So, we sent them the offline edit. We consulted with them. Wala naman silang reaction eh, kasi nga they, they gave their full trust to us. And um, sa tingin nila, basta maintindihan lang sila ng mga tao, masaya na sila. Kumbaga, ma-acknowledge lang yung sacrificial nila sa ibang right. banta. So, okay na sa kanila yun. Ang pinaka nakaka-touch lang is yung uh, nag-grounds kami sa Manila and then yung hinahabol sila ng mga tao. Wow! <laughs> Celebrity moment! <laughs> uh, tapos somebody sa parking lot ng sa, sa ABC5 kasi nag-ano kami, TV rounds, um, naka-high heels pa siya na yuppie na middle class girl. Parang sabi niya, you know what, um, I'm almost giving up uh, in life but because I saw your story, Daddy Leo, and kasama yung sina MJ, sina Hazel, parang, I know I'm gonna be okay. So, gusto ko lang pong magpasalamat. I just wanna say thank you. Wow. So, kami na siya kami na parang, oh, that, wow. That, that's, that's something special for me. Yun na yun. Yeah. Ako, as a filmmaker, tama itong ginawa ko. Yeah. Yeah, ang ganding din kasi nung approach nyo, diba? you treated them as, as friends, as family, diba? Kasi, hindi lang sila subjects for your documentary, naging close kayo. So, what was that like in injecting yourself dun sa mundo nila? Diba? Kasi as like, ako, alam ko yung sabi mong Central Sunday Gatherings, diba? Na pagdating mo dun, halos lahat ng Pilipino sa Hong Kong and pati sa mainland China, nandun na eh, diba? May sarili silang market, may sarili silang activities. So, how did, was that difficult for you to inject yourself there? Like, nagkaroon ka ba ng hesitations? Nagkaroon ba sila ng hesitations on your part? Yeah, may mga ano rin. Uh, rejections. Madami actually. Out of 16 people uh, that we approach, lahat, you know, lahat sila nag-no. Uh, yung wow. iba nga, binireport pa kami sa immigration. Oh, wow. Okay. Kala nila kung anong scam yung ino-offer namin sa kanila. May mga ganon. And we had to deal with it, you know, head on. Uh, kung maganda naman yung intention mo, ina-acknowledge mo rin yung fears nila, um, okay lang naman yun. And siguro din dahil gusto ko makilala yung nanay ko through their journey, uh, naging makulit ako in a way na feeling, parang, parang akong bata na um, siguro parang sino ba tong neneng na to. And then yung genuine lang yung pagtatanong mo sa kanila, hindi naman yung parang tinatanong mo sila to really meddle with their affairs. Uh, but gusto mo lang maintindihan kung ano yung nangyayari sa kanila. And yun, kumbaga, nagpapasalamat na rin ako kasi may mga taga-Hong Kong din na tumulong sa amin. We met Christopher Doyle, we met uh, Michael Wong, na uh, producer ni Wong Kar Wai, na tinulungan wow. to get certain wow. So sabi sa'yo, the stars aligned. Kasi nga, uh, we went to the right channel. Kung man nagtanong-tanong, pagka-documentary filmmaker, kung magtanong ka, huwag kang mag-assume. Right. Tawag okay, kasi mahirap din yung nag-assume ka tas documentary yung ginagawa mo, di ba? Oo. Fiction na yun. Oo, wag ka mag-assume. Kumbaga, uh, if for example, you're dealing with their employers, inisip ko, syempre hindi ako kilala sino ba to, hindi malang marunong mag Cantonese. So we look for someone who knows the community, who knows how to speak the language, and then may additional layer na sila rin yung pinakausap namin. Aside sa mga um, kababayan natin na nagpaalam sa mga amo nila, may pumasok din na additional right. person to vouch for us. Right, right. So, okay, dahil nga yun, nakwento mo na, di ba, na-meet mo yung mga bigating names ng Hong Kong cinema and nakausap mo din na din yung mga iba, ang dami mong kinausap na subjects, potential subjects for this documentary. Punta tayo dito sa question na to. Filmmaking is such a collaborative effort, di ba? Ang daming gumagalaw, lalo na dito sa documentary. And ikaw, personally, dito sa film na to, dalawa kayong directors. ba? Diba? It's it's you, yourself, and Direct Chuck Gutierrez. Chuck is the producer. Producer. Okay. Yeah. So, the, essentially, dalawa kayong filmmakers dito sa sa element na to. ba? Diba? So, what was it like working with, pwede ba natin sabihin, significant other? Pwede ba natin sabihin? Sure. Um, we just defined our roles. Um, okay. Mahirap lang naman sa post-production eh. Actually, that's where the war happened. <laughs> Magkaiba kayo oh. naman. Tinitignan sa, based sa raw footage na nakaharap sa inyo. But while 
organizing and filming, uh, since we have roles, me as director, she's a producer. Dexter is also an amazing filmmaker and also the director for photography. Um, inalign lang namin yung mga roles namin para at least hindi hindi nag-overlap. Okay. Uh, and we, I think, you know, over the years, we have set this certain level of respect uh, to each other as individuals. Um, may, may sense of maturity na rin na hindi naman natin kailangan mag-away. Kasi right. nga, um, filmmaking is the ultimate sport. Oo. Um, so, para kayo football, kumbaga pag nasa field kayo, may point, di ba may ano yun, point guard or you know, midfield defender. Yes, so, pass the ball lagi. Oh, ayan na. So, pagka ano, um, interview, who will set up the, the, the camera. So, uh, role ni Dexter yon kasi uh, she expert dun eh. Yes. And who's the expert in, you know, finding the story since ako yun. Okay. Kasi ako by nature. So, ako yung nagtatanong, ako yung kumakausap, um, and then if we need a translator, that's Michael's or a certain permit to shoot. So we have Michael to do that. And then si Chaka yung, you know, food. Uh, baga make sure that... Yung Logistics, well- kumbaga, yung mga hotel. Yeah, yung hotel. Uh, uh, yung well-being namin. Uh, as, you know, stressed filmmaker. Schedule, schedule, ganyan. Schedule. So si Chuck yun sa okay. feed. And then, syempre, pag nandiyan na yung footage, um, we sit down. And then, dun na... Doon na medyo nag-aaway. But yes. ang magkita lang kasi doon, uh, meron kasing script din na sinusunod. So, right. I would write the script. Parang Chuck would give me the space to write the script based on the transcription. Um, pinapatranscribe namin lahat ng mga footage. And yun, sinasubmit ko sa kanya yung script or outline. Right. And then he will comment. And then, tao, kung okay naman yung comment niya, ay, oh, mas maganda yan. So, subukan natin. And then we allow... Um, other people to look into our uh, offline edit. So, we organize audience screening, yung mga limited Right, audience. oo. So, they they would score na, you know, this is what's weird about this scene. It's not working for me. So, since we had TBA as our distribution partner, so, we gave them also the opportunity to look into the film before we release it together. And right. then, um, we also, you know, allow other partners, even the characters, kung merong parang, hindi yata tama tong information na to. Tanggalin na natin to parang too much information na, hindi naman nakakatulong sa story. So, may mga ganon. So, right. uh, iniisip ko rin. But at the end of the day, since director ka, yung signature mo yung parayaan mo lang na this is right. Parang this is the intention of my film. And then, okay. yun, tulong-tulong na lang. To, okay. Okay, perfect. So, it, Direct last few questions on this episode. Again, maraming maraming salamat Nakate. for taking time out of your day. Uh, last few questions. First question, uh, do you have anything you're working on right now? Uh, or do you have dream projects you want to work on right now? Mga, mga kwentong gusto mong ikwento. Um, yeah, we're working on the pandemia. Lahat tayo nakastock. Diyos ko, ang hirap. Uh, yeah, we're working on a prison story about restorative wow. This uh, okay. two sisters na nakulong for taking care of a lost child na natagpuan nila sa palengke. Wow, okay. Um, since hindi natin alam, ito uh, ano lang FYI sa mga makakakita ng bata na uh, you know lost. Um, pag pala three days mong hindi ni report sa police, that's considered kidnapping. Oh. So si Tita nagpaka good Samaritan, which I'm sure di ba karamihan sa atin. Yes. Uh, inalagaan niya yung bata. But then, she was the one who reached out to the mom na nakita niya yung missing after nine months. Um, yun. So, she's serving life together with her sister. Wow. Just because they're Muslims. Uh-huh. So, oh, wow. Wow. Ang, ang, <laughs> ang daming layers to, na. Mahirap i-unpack in like the next, last yeah, few minutes. Yeah. Pero, so, exciting yan. Exciting. Exciting. Abangan yeah. uh, natin yan. Ang, ang dugong processing yan. So, I wish you all the best no? with, with that. Kailangan namin, yes. Uh, And I really hope we can go back to filming kasi, syempre, uh, bawal mag-shoot sa loob. Bawal. Yeah. Lang silang dalaw kasi bawal ang dalaw. Yeah. Um, Yun. And we're also doing something about the ABS-CBN closure. Right. Uh, collaboration with some of the reporters there. Jeff Canoy, Cara Sembrano, right. and the independent filmmaker, filmmaking community. So, 
medyo mahirap kasi iba yung mainstream thinking, iba yung TV, iba yung internet yeah, oh, oh. filmmaking. So, yun, pinaprocess din namin siya. Hopefully, we can share it with everyone soon. Dream project, uh, hopefully makagawa ng something about the Olympics. Right. I really like, you know, sport-related yes. stories. Um, diba, we, we did Little Ascals. So, gusto ko sanang uh, i-pursue yung iba pang mga ano natin, athletes and their struggles. Right. Yung aspiration. I mean, yun ang yari kay Heideline. Yes. Para tayong binuhat lahat tayo. Oo, oh, oh. So imagine if we can make, you know, documentaries that can uplift uh, our spirits and our morale in this especially in this time. So and also more OFW related stories. May mga naririnig ako na mga ano, OFWs working in France na yaya ng mga mayayamang aristocrats sa France. Wow. Na nakatira sa penthouse, pero English teacher sila ng mga inaalagaan nila kasi Wow. Some of the yung aristocrat, ayaw lang mag-English kasi nga, di ba? They speak uh-huh. French as their, you know, as the more superior language. Uh-huh. And then, kinukwenta lang ng ibang mga Filipinos na kilala natin na natin. Wow. Na, ang ganda, parang it's like a tinsel town. Oo. So, uh-huh. Mag-a-apply nga ako doon. Paano ba mag-apply doon? Hindi na ako, yun ako <laughs> ng podcast. Nakasira ka sa penthouse. Oo. Uh-huh. Tapos maguturo ka, ka lang ng English. Oh, mga, that's the life. Yeah. Nasa uh-huh. friends ka. Tapigil na, uh, na natin itong podcasting. Kalokohan to. I'm uh, really curious to know about, you know, their stories. And I'm sure may mga underbelly yeah. stories. Yes, na. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure. So, med- pwede natin yung i-weave. Uh, of course, France is such a beautiful place. To yes. Oo. So, gagawin natin direct. Mag-a-apply ako. Tapos, pag natanggap ako, kukontakin kita. Ikaw na yung <laughs> Ako na yung, ako uh, na yung uh, source mo for the for the material. Oh my God. Diba? De, pero ito uh, ah, last um, as a as a very podcasty final question no? may misconception ang mga tao about documentary filmmaking diba? about documentaries in general diba? so why do you think people have a hard time appreciating uh, documentary as much as a feature film or yung fictional films Uh, because they haven't really seen the the real good stuff uh, about documentaries, you know. Uh, sometimes, you know, even me, I haven't really seen a lot of documentaries. But when I see, you know, good ones, grabe, parang it sticks to your soul uh, forever. Uh, so I encourage you to, you know, to look for it. Um, and also the access is, is quite difficult. So isa rin yan sa mga dreams ko na maging mas accessible yung mga magagandang documentaries. Uh, not just here in the Philippines, but documentaries made from different places na ma-appreciate ng mga tao. And if we want to walk into other people's shoes and experience a different flavor in life, making documentaries and watching documentaries, you know, can really show you uh, how it feels like to live. Uh, yun yun eh. Kumbaga, para kang buhay na buhay at naiintindihan mo yung buhay. Uh, dahil nanonood ka o gumagawa ka ng documentary. And I'm thankful because, it, you know, this job brought me to this so, diff- so many different places and gave me so many different experiences. Kaya, uh, noong una nga sabi ng mga, lahat kasi nung mga kamag-anak ko, mga doktor, uh, kung baga stable jobs, parang sinasabi na, tigil-tigilan mo na nga yung hobby na yan. <laughs> But now, hindi na nila sinasabi yun. Oh. So, na lang sila. Yes, tama yan. Kasi nanalo ko best picture. So, uh, yeah, hindi siya happy. Nabubuhay naman kami. Thank uh, you. God. So, hopefully, maging mas sustainable siya with the creative efforts ng mga policymakers. Uh, may mga creative industry bill na na niluluto, yes. di ba? So, yeah. Yun yung push lang natin na sana yung mga artist, maging sustainable sa kanila yung ginagawa nila. Yon. Okay. Alright. Thank you again, Direct Baby Ruth Villarama. Now, Direct, invite naman natin yung mga listeners natin to check out your uh, film. Yon. Ayun na nga. So, this coming August 15, uh, ilang tulog na lang, dalawang tulog na lang. Actually, pag dumabas tong episode na to, sorry, pag dumabas tong episode na to, should be out. So, next week to lalabas. Ah, so, it should right. be out. Yeah. So, yeah. August 15, that's today. 
uh, watch Sunday Beauty Queen on Netflix. Uh, just click on it, subscribe if you haven't, you know, subscribed on Netflix, but uh, you won't regret it. It's something that is really empowering and I hope that, you know, you will find time to see it and share it with your friends and family. So let's uh, support Filipino films and let's share Filipino stories uh, to the world. And that does it for this week's episode of the Class Found Podcast. It is a wrap. Thank you so much to Direct Baby Ruth Villarama as we talk about all things documentary. I hope you guys had uh, a lot of fun here because I, I sure did. I learned a lot about her part of the movie-making world, and I hope you guys go out and check out Sunday Beauty Queen. It is just one of the most honest, most poignant, and beautiful tales about what it takes to be a domestic helper and the lives of these women uh, abroad and how they survived there. It's just an amazing movie. It was one of the treats of that year's MMFF, and I hope you guys check it out. Take a break from all the uh, K-drama and, and and Korean movies that you were watching. You know, mamaya na si Park Soon Hyo. Is that, uh, is that a K? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know any K-drama people. Is he Kim Bing Soon? Uh, uh, I think that's a person, right? Uh, Sandra Oh. Mamaya na kayo manood ng uh, Korean dramas. Take a break from that uh, and watch Sunday Beauty Queen because it's, it's, it's just amazing. Um, next week, we talk to a Filipino professor in Ariel Dixon and a Filipino learner in Yuki Horikoshi as I attempt to do an episode on the Linggo ng Wika, or the Buwan ng Wika, as it were, in August. Thank you for listening to the Class Clown Podcast. If there has been anything that I've said or Direct Ruth has said that resonated with you, that you like or dislike, please let us know on my social media at Chino Supersized. Also, please, please, Give us a follow on Spotify. Give me a review and rating on Apple Podcasts and let the people know that my podcast actually exists. Share it to the world, even if it's a hate share. I will take any sort of share. Like Even if it's a hate share, like, ooh, this podcast is so bad, let's send it to the world. Please do that. So until next week, my name is Chino Liao. This has been a Podcast Network Asia production, powered, of course, by Podmetrics. Goodbye. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>